Peace and blessings, my beautiful people. Happy Wednesday. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of Wise Wednesday. This is Queen Maisa coming to you straight from New Jersey. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I'm super excited to get back into, you know, doing a podcast. I once before had a podcast with one of my good girlfriends, my sister Shauna. You know, we had our own podcast for a few months and it was time for me to get back to it. You know, um, make sure that you all are tuning in to the Block 105 Radio. You all can follow me at my Issa Wise at M-A-I-S-A-H-W-I-S-E on Facebook and Instagram and on TikTok at Wise Connection, W-I-S-E-C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N. You know, and um, I'm just super grateful to be here. I'm super grateful for life you know life is life and that's the new saying that's going on now life is life and and sometimes in life so many things happen to you one after the other one after the other and you're wondering why these things are happening and it's kind of like why aren't they happening and what I want to bring to you all is just to show everyone and especially women women who look like me that we can do anything we put our minds to we do not have to live in our trauma the things of our past do not define who we are the situations that we go through do not define who we are we are not failures we are women who are learning who we are every day and pushing through and succeeding and trying to succeed and trying to move past the traumas that we go through every single day. The traumas not only that we deal with, but the traumas of others in our life. You know, and I just love to share my story and who I am and bring forth stories of others and just to talk about so many things in life. And to, you know, to see that we can do it. Um, you know, I'm 41 years old. I'm a mother of two teenage sons, 14 and 17. My my youngest son actually just graduated from eighth grade, going into his seat, his ninth grade, yeah, high school. Um, he was his uh, king. He was crowned king of his eighth grade social. He came through with the old school caddy with the money greens and black suit on. I mean, my son, he did his thing and he is growing into being such a independent thinking young man. I'm noticing that my son is not a follower and I love that he is who he is. Um, he doesn't follow behind what anybody else does. He has his own way of thinking. And that's something that, you know, myself and, you know, our families have all instilled in them and I'm just extremely grateful just to hear from his teachers you know how he's such a leader and he doesn't even realize it and they just want him to see that's who he is and that's the same thing with me what I tell him you know you all are legendary you are living legends you just may not realize it yet but I want you to act like you are do you know what a legend is yeah I know what a legend is well that's who you are you know my oldest son, who is going into his senior year of high school, is a junior. He plays football. He's a 
wonderful young man. He's humble, you know, and he received so far 10 offers to D1 schools for football. And, you know, I'm just super excited for him. And I just love to see his growth and what he's doing and, you know, getting ready to take these SATs and going on these college tours and, excuse me, trying to drink your water going on these college tours and just seeing how humble he remains how he's not taking everything for granted how he's still working hard working hard on his craft because he has a goal and he knows what he wants and I love that you know um, and it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing to watch your children grow and flourish and it's a beautiful thing for your children to watch and see you grow and flourish as well you know, um, my son, my 17-year-old, I had him when I was 23 years old, going to ultrasound school, been an ultrasound technician, of course, for 17 years now, and um, just seeing his mother go through so many different changes in her life, you know, first and foremost, seeing his mom and his, his dad not be together anymore, you know, dealing with that, and then seeing how, you know, yes, I loved my children yes I was a a mom who did what I had to do and needed did what needed to be done but also you know I had things that I was dealing with that I didn't know how to deal with so you know alcohol was my outlet alcohol was my outlet alcohol and food were my outlets you know and you don't realize that you're abusing it until you kind of take a step back or something happens it doesn't matter if somebody else is telling you this over and over again none of that even matters none of that matters if somebody sees it because if you don't see it you're never going to change you're never going to see that you need to grow that's what anybody anybody can tell anybody faults about them you can always point something out about somebody else but the key is if that person can see it if I can see it so if I can't see I have a problem then no what am I changing for because I don't think I have a problem you're the one with the problem you know and of course we always like to place blame on others when they are trying to show us that yo this is something that you really and truly need to work on and all I'm trying to do is help you but when we're in that ugly and dark space what are we we are super defensive we have an entire wall up nothing that anybody can say is correct because you don't know what I'm feeling and furthermore you are doing this that and the third so how dare you say anything to me you know when honestly it all depends on the person's delivery and then the person is trying to look out for you and it takes growth to see that and sometimes we never see it sometimes it may be too late sometimes it's not too late so for me I didn't see it I didn't think I had a problem. I didn't think I had an issue. Um, but then I realized how angry I would be when I would drink certain things, you know, um, or how emotional I would get. Um, and I started to not like that. And um, I used to smoke cigarettes. I got to like my all time highest weight, which was 265 pounds, and I'm five foot seven. And, um, my youngest son he said to me and this was back in 2017 so he said to me he goes ma you know um why don't you stop smoking you know I don't want to I don't want you I don't want you to be like the man who has a hole in his throat (laughs) 
the, the guy we see on TV on the commercials, Ma, you know the guy, and he talks real funny. And I looked at my son and I said, baby, I'm not going to be like that. He was like, yeah, Ma, but that's not what the commercials say. The commercials say if you keep smoking, this is what how you're going to be. And let me tell you all something. Truth be told, I had start, I started smoking at the age of 19. I never wanted to stop smoking. The only times I stopped smoking were when I was pregnant with my children. That's the only time I stopped smoking. Any other time in my life, I had never said I wanted to stop. But at that moment, I knew I said I, I need to stop because that wasn't the first time that he said it to me. That maybe it may have been about the third time. And I prayed. This was in December 2017, and I prayed. And I said to God, I said, you know, by January 1st, I do not want to have the craving to smoke any longer. Please, God, take away the craving to smoke. I no longer want to do this. I want to live. My son, and I said all of this to God because I started to learn, you know, initially, you know, when you're younger, you don't really know how to pray. You you say the prayer that you hear everybody else saying, or you say a generic prayer. And as I started to get older and I really was starting to experience life, I started to learn that I just need to have a conversation with God just like I have with anybody else. And that's what I started to do and that started to help me and I did that for two weeks and on January 1st I did not have the urge to smoke and I have not smoked a cigarette since I could be around people that smoked and it would not affect me it would not bother me I would not crave it but I was intentional and I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time I knew that I want I needed to do this because I no longer wanted to smoke and Okay, I started smoking. All right, now, Maisa, now, Lynn is coming up. And you got to get this weight off because now you can't fit any of your clothes. You don't want to continue buying clothes. <laughs> you are looking like a little dumpling. And then your children say to you when they walk in the door downstairs and your apartment is on the second floor, Mommy, we heard you snoring all the way downstairs. When the front door is closed in the house and my bedroom door is closed. Now, my bedroom was on the, right on the side of the living room. But they heard me snoring downstairs. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I got to do something. So, of course, I talked to my soul sister Lillian about it. And, like, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to give up some things. She had personal goals she wanted to attain. I had some goals I had to attain. And what, what did we do? For those 40 days, we said, okay, these are the things that we're going to give up. She had her list of things she wasn't going to give up. I had my list of things. Now, my list of things, let me tell y'all something. For me, my list of things were all the things that I felt that were killing me. Because we are, and I'm going to speak for myself, I was often a glutton for punishment. And I found comfort in many things. I found comfort in food. I found comfort in books. I found comfort in music. I found comfort in spending time with my children. But I also found comfort in alcohol. And I found comfort in the cigarettes. You know, and I found comfort in, you know, going out and clubbing. You know what I mean? Um, I found comfort also in working and working hard and helping my patients and being passionate. You know, I found comfort in so many things. But the negative things I found comfort in, I needed to get rid of them. And I needed to see if I can do it. So for 40 days, I gave up alcohol fried food, bread, um, 
rice. Now, I would eat brown rice, uh, potatoes. I would substitute for sweet potatoes. Um, what else did I give up? Uh, man, um, sex. I didn't give my number out to anybody. Uh, because also, when you're trying to get yourself, your mind right, mind, body, soul, you know, you can't have these other outside interruptions. Um, I also gave up juice, soda, um, snacks, cookies, chips. All things that were unhealthy for me, I gave up. And I did it for 40 days. And in those 40 days, I started to feel amazing. I I bowed to myself. I was intentional with making sure that I worked out at least three days a week, no matter if it was just walking. But I love the gym. And, you know, Lily had a, um, what you call that thing? Um, a, A membership to LA Fitness. And so she had a guest pass and she asked me like, hey, I have a guest pass. Come, you know, with me, see if you like it. And she knew I love classes too. So we went, we did a Zumba class, loved it. You know, then I went and I did like this total body workout class, loved it. I did the step class, loved it. You know, and then they also had a pool. So I did um, the aqua aerobics a few times. I loved it. We did spin class. You know, I really enjoyed going to the gym. So outside of me doing that, you know, some days I would work out two days a week. I would go to the gym in the morning, but you know, after I took my boys to work, excuse me, took my boys to school, I go to the gym, go home, take my shower, go to work, get off work. I gotta go get them from school, or possibly have to go pick them up from football practice. So I go get them, take them to football practice. Now I'm walking around the track and working out at the gym. I mean, excuse me, working out while they practicing. I found ways to fit it in. If I knew I couldn't work out on a particular day, I would go walk on my lunchtime. I always found ways to kind of fit it in. If I knew I didn't have time to do any of those things, I would get up in the morning, five o'clock, and I would work out in the house. I would do yoga. Um, Jillian Michaels, her um, her 20-minute ab- her 20-minute workout, I used to love that workout because that workout in 20 minutes, oh man, it was amazing. And I, get, I gained results. So... During that time, I started to gain a love for yoga. I started to meditate more. I started to pray more. I was automatically waking up at like 3 in the morning, wondering why I'm waking up. And I'm telling my cousin, and she's telling me, she said, you know, this is the time they tell you that's when you, you know, talk to God. Your angels are awake, you know, all this, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. But that's also time when I found peace and solace at that time. You know, the house is still, nobody else is up. It's me and my thoughts, but it's me. In that moment, in that time, I was really working on myself. I was trying my best at removing myself from certain situations. And then, two, God was taking certain people out of my life. Unknowingly, I didn't know that's what he was doing, but certain things were being revealed. Um, and then you start to blame yourself and wonder, like, is it me? Am I doing something? But no, it's not me doing something. It's me. Yes, I'm getting myself right. And God is revealing and showing me who people are because, you know, I was no longer that party my Issa. I was no longer, you know, okay, I get off work, go home, get my boys, do what I got to do with them, you know, get them settled. My older boys, you know, their brothers come to the house, watch them. I'm outside. I no longer was doing that anymore because... I no longer wanted to be in that headspace because I knew I had certain things I needed to do for me. And if I'm going out all the time, I'm, you know, even if I'm not drinking, I'm out, I'm up late. Um, that's not the type of energy I need to be around all the time anymore. I, I'm 
trying to step away from that. You know what I mean? Um, going out, you come to the house late, you eat at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was not eating after 7 o'clock. You know, and if I did go out, I would have my snacks in my bag. You know, um, one of my homegirls, we went out one day and uh, Nanny, she's like, I pulled out my apple slices out my bag, you know, because I wasn't eating fried food. Now, but, you know, everybody know most bar food, you know, is fried. Not all bars have salads. So most bar foods, they have fried food, and I'm not eating that. So absolutely, I have my apple slices. I have my Nature Valley bar. I have my Nutri-Grain bar. <laughs> That's right, because I got to stay on track, you know. And yes, give me my salsa water with lemon, please. Thank you. You know, that's what I, you know, if I went out, that's what I did. And it was a great feeling. It was a good feeling. I was losing weight. I was feeling better. My skin started to clear up. Um, It was just a really good feeling. And that was in 2018. And the 40 days were over. And I was like, okay, nah, 40 days. I can go 30 more days. So I did 30 more days. After those 30 days went up, (laughs) I did 30 more days. And I continued to do that. And five months later what happened I lost 50 pounds now oh I also gave up beef and pork like I got to tell y'all that I lost 50 pounds now some of these things I no longer even want anymore because I went so long without eating it I don't want it so slowly I went back into eating certain things you know yes if I went out I had a drink but I had like a two drink Maximum. I wouldn't drink more than two drinks. It was one time where I went over, but that wasn't intentional. You know, somebody was giving me, refilling my cup, and I didn't know that's what was going on. I'm like, wait a second. But normally, no, because I knew my body couldn't handle that anymore. And even still now to this day, my body has changed. You know, I no longer could drink a gallon or, or excuse me, a, a, a half a gallon of Colorado Sangria. You know, I could no longer do that anymore. I don't even drink that any longer, you know. So it was a learning experience. I had to journal a lot. Um, it was a lot of self-reflection. I remember telling somebody... <clears throat> Excuse me. I remember telling somebody that I was doing something called mirror uh, imaging. Um, And they're like, what you mean? And I said, you know, I would look in the mirror, you know, when I was in the morning or in the evening. Or even sometimes randomly, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I would say like affirmations to myself. And also I would just talk to myself about things that may have been bothering me. And it's kind of like talking back to yourself. So instead of me calling up one of my homegirls are calling up my mother or calling up you know uh somebody that I'm really close to I instead talk to myself or I would have I would talk to God and that was really helping me to heal a lot of things that I didn't know that bothered me uh was coming up even things from my childhood situations that I hadn't thought about in over 30 years this was happening and I remember this one time I came in a house and um, I felt like I needed to change my house around. I came in and I said a prayer. I opened up all the windows. I just started to clean up and my sons were with their father. So, I, you know, I turned my music on and I saged the house. 
and I'm saying some prayers as I'm walking through the house and I changed the living room around and I felt this energy that shifted in the house and I really didn't know what it was and then in that moment um, a specific song had came on and I started to kind of cry and I didn't know why I was crying and all of these memories started to just come to me just started to flash it was like a flash flood of memories but it was all these negative things that had happened to me or things that situations that I was that I was in or situations where somebody felt that I did something to them and it was like I was asking myself for forgiveness I was telling me to forgive me I had to let go of these things and I had no idea that I even felt this way about certain stuff that came up and I started to feel like I had to vomit and I started to my mouth started to get watery and I run to the bathroom and I did I started to I started to regurgitate and it was an experience that I had never felt and oh my god I mean, and I was crying, and I'm just asking, Maisa, you have to forgive yourself, God, please forgive me for anything that I've attributed to any hurt to anyone, and any hurt that anyone has brought upon me, I forgive them, because that hurt was binding me, you know, that's where I was seeking my comfort, you don't realize certain things are bothering you, so when we run, we run from certain things, we see comfort in things that we really shouldn't see comfort in. Some people see see comfort in weed, cigarettes, alcohol, sex, you know, um, spending a lot of money, you know, sleeping, you know what I mean? Um, Church, the Bible, music, um, people see comfort in so many different things and some things are really unhealthy and if we don't deal with our issues right when they appear, if we just put it in that little back pocket and never deal with it, it leads to a very toxic and tumultuous way of life. Very toxic and tumultuous way of life. And it's not a nice thing. Holding on to our past hurts and our past traumas We do not hold on to and have healthy relationships with anybody, whether it's a friend, whether it's a a partner, whether it's a working relationship. We don't hold on to healthy relationships or we don't have or create healthy relationships. And that's something that I'm working through and I'm learning all the time. Um, And I was happy that... I was learning these things about myself, but I was also hurt by the things that I was seeing about people that I loved in my life, things that um, I was hearing, things that I saw with my own eyes, things that was being expressed um, with shade, (laughs) sad, but it was hurtful, and it took me a while to get over that hurt, because being an only child for me I'm an only child and being an only child you know when I love a person as a friend or a partner a mate or whatever I love you hard so when there's hurt and deceit in there it really 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 hurts and I like to talk about things and communicate so if it's something going on tell me 
talk to me about it. If you feel any way, that any kind of way that I did anything to you, please let me know. But I realize that people don't do that. So it took me a while, and I'm still learning that now. And I have to catch myself to realize, like, people are who people are who they are. I am who I am, and I can't change anybody. I can only work on my Issa. I can only work on my Issa. That's it. So learning that. 2018, boom, 2019 come. Oh, man, y'all. 2019 come. And it's a great year. It's a great year. And what happens? Hmm. What happens? Get into this car accident. And somebody hits us head on. I'm the driver. Somebody hits us head on. And knocks my eye out. My left eye. One impact. Shook my whole world up. Shook my whole world up. Oh, man, y'all. I'm just sitting here thinking about that time. Because I never expected to lose my eye. You know, this person, you see this person driving crazy and you're looking ahead. You know, you look ahead when you're driving and you're driving down the street. And I'm like, what's going on here? Why is this person driving like this? And you you move over and thinking that this person is going to just like drive by you. And they don't and they drop directly into you. Oh, man. Shook my whole world up. Had no idea. Babe is in the car looking at me. He's sleeping. I had no idea my eye is going because he held his composure up so well. So I'm thinking everything is fine. I'm just saying to him, like, oh, my God, he wouldn't stop. He would not stop. Like, he would not stop. And you got all these particles flying around from the airbag. If he can't breathe, it's just a hot mess. And firefighters come. They get us out car and I just keep saying to them like this guy he wouldn't stop coming at me I moved over and he just wouldn't stop coming and it just seemed like not seemed like he did like speed up it's like what is going on here and you don't realize that you possibly don't have an eye until the next morning when the doctors are coming in and they keep looking at you you have this big old gauze on your eye And you don't really know what's going on. And they're like, well, possibly you may have lost your eye. Oh, man. What? Wait a minute. Possibly. Wait a second. Wait a second. And then your mother walks in and she sees her only child laying there. And my mother is not a crier. She's not emotional like her daughter. (laughs) And, you know, I say to my mom, like, Ma, I'm alive. If you're going to shed tears, please let those be tears of joy. And my mother, a couple of more tears dropped when she walked over to me and she hugged me. And that was a moment that was just like everything. Because as being a parent, to get a phone call to say that your child was in a car accident and you don't really know what to expect, your mind is racing a mile a minute, is one of the scariest phone calls that anyone can ever experience. And I'm a parent, so... Mm. But I was grateful, and I was grateful for all the people that loved me, that came to see me, that surrounded me, surrounded us with love. You know what I mean? And then finally, when you're going into surgery, because they tell you, 
we have to clean out this eye socket. Know your eye is really gone. And we have to give you a prosthetic eye. And what a prosthetic eye. Hold on a second. That means that I'll never see again out this eye. Now I'm blind. Oh, wait. And you also have a hematoma on your brain. Let's not forget about that. Oh, and there's also glass fragments in your eye and in your skin. <laughs> but what I, one thing I was grateful for was when I had to use the bathroom. And of course, because it was a head injury, they don't want you to stand up and walk. And I didn't know if I had any issues with walking. And I asked my nurse a few times. I said, I just want to see if I can walk. I could stand up and I could and she said okay she closed the curtain well we to the bathroom and she helped me and I stood up and I could walk and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I have all these scars like these burn marks on my face from the airbag the chemicals in the airbag and I have this big old gauze over my left eye and I'm just crying because one I'm thankful I'm alive but two it's like wait a minute oh my God, what's going to happen to me? What's really about to happen? Oh my God, my my sons, how are my sons going to feel about this? Are they going to feel some type of way about their mother not having an eye now? Are they going to be comfortable with this? Oh my God, how are they going to feel? All these thoughts are going through my mind. But I'm like, you know what? I'm alive though, so let's get this party started. And... We did the surgery, and let me tell y'all, this that experience was not fun. I do not wish that on anybody that I know. I do not wish that on anybody I know at all. Oh, man, the flashbacks, the headaches. It felt like somebody was taking a boulder and pounding it on my head. It would be day in and day out. No medication helped me. And of course, you know, they give you the Oxy and Percocet and all that stuff. I didn't want to take it because I didn't like how it made me feel. And if I did take one, I took it at night. And I took one or two and that was it for me. I'm like, you know what? I can't take this. This is not, it's not helping a pain. I mean, it was like unbearable. So it was like prayer and weed got me through. Prayer and weed. Praying, 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 praying. Because it would be times where it would be days I would not sleep. I would not sleep. I couldn't sleep. It would be times I couldn't even blink my eye. I would be scared to blink my eye because I would get flashbacks of the accident and I would feel the impact of that car hitting us. And when I finally found a therapist, that's when I was told that that's called PTSD. And I'm like, wait, really? Also, also, so when I'm walking, you know, and I feel this is happening and I'm explaining oh yeah that's PTSD too oh my goodness oh and I'm having I have anxiety when if I'm in a car and if I hear a loud noise oh yes that's PTSD I mean I was finding out all these things and it's like wow and every day I'm like literally praying no matter where we go and no matter if somebody is with me I'm always in my head praying to make sure that we get to where we're going safely and we get back home safely no matter what all the time constantly 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 I would be on edge sitting in the backseat of the car and we in the backseat of an Uber and oh my goodness don't let that car hit a bump Ooh, child my heart would be racing racing y'all and I mean 
it was just a lot the experience um it was a, a it was a lot oh man I'm just thinking back on on those times and this really to see how far we're going I thank God for it all I thank my family I thank my support systems oh but um anyhow you know how you just had that moment where you just really it's just you just really go back to that moment in time and you can experience you can feel it you can see it I can see myself waking up at three o'clock in the morning in excruciating pain and not trying to wake babe up and my sons and I go in the bathroom and I lock the door and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and at that moment I feel like I'm ugly nothing on me is pretty right now I have this ugly scar on my eye my face is burned my skin is discolored my eye is black and blue as well and I don't feel pretty and I'm in pain and it's a pain that I can't control and I'm mad and I'm angry and I'm mad as hell that this happened to me I'm mad that this happened to us and this person has no idea that this has happened to us at that time you know and it was just really asking God to help me like I had to force myself to look at myself in the mirror and tell myself that I was beautiful like I had to force myself it didn't matter that anybody that anybody that anybody told me that I was beautiful it didn't matter how many times you said it it didn't didn't matter if a hundred people told me I didn't feel that way at certain times and a lot of times looking at myself I didn't I couldn't stand it but I had to force myself to say Maisa you are beautiful the situation does not define you. I will have to force myself to smile. I will re- literally take my phone and hit record, and I would record myself in that bathroom. Ugly tears, ugly face, crying, screaming. <laughs> and then I'll pray. And then I will come down. And then I would say the things that I was no longer going to let affect me. And I had to do that continuously because I was so vulnerable at that time. But I knew I still had to push forward because I had two sons that were dependent on their mother. They were right here with me. They're seeing their mother go through this. But they also see their mother with an amazing support system. They see them. They see their mother with a person who is pushing her to still get up and pushing her to still cook and helping her when she thinks that she can't do it babe was forcing me when I was breaking down afraid and scared in certain moments he was right there carrying me on his back I thank God for him every day because I honestly could not have done it without him either my willpower and my strength came from so many places and every day I got stronger (laughs) When that saying, things get better in time, it really did get better in time. People was trying to break me. Things were happening at work. It was just a very toxic situation. The job that I was at at that time, it was a very toxic situation. 
but I still push through and I would pray every single day on my way to work I would say my affirmations I would have my crystals but I didn't play around I would walk in that room and I would bless that room because you know what you're not winning over here the devil tries to get you through so many different people he comes in all shapes and forms and you wasn't getting that over me and I still continue to push through through all that pain oh man y'all oh man I still made it through and then your girl lost 30 like 35 more pounds I lost more weight started doing this program with my homegirl and you know one of those programs and we got our team and we working and we working and we working and I'm discovering new things and finding out new recipes and I, I gained the love for jumping rope oh man and now I got a whole group of women that are a part of something that I love and we are uplifting and empowering one another and they see something in me that at the time I still didn't see in myself everybody's seeing something in me but I'm like I'm just trying to help y'all and they just couldn't understand how I endured all these things but I'm I'm uplifting you guys I'm empowering everybody else and it's because that's who I am that's who I am why wouldn't I why wouldn't I empower us? Why wouldn't I show us that, listen, yes, I've been through all these things, but what? Do you see me now? I'm not 100%, trust me, but I'm better, and I'm still getting better, and I'm still getting better, and my children are seeing that, and my mother is seeing that, and the people around me are seeing that, and my family is seeing that, my tribe is seeing that, and they appreciate it, and they appreciate me, and they're pouring into me like I'm pouring into them. And I'm grateful, like, wow. Thank you, God, for bringing all these amazing people into my life because this is what I need. I'm going through a lot of things. My children are going through a lot of things. They're seeing their mother go through these things. They're seeing their mother go through these things. And I have conversations with them when we talk about it. And sometimes they tell me how they feel and sometimes they don't. But... You know, I made sure that I always leave that door open and we always have these open conversations. And life happens. Life happens. And my God, it continues to happen. And everything is going great. I'm healing. We working. We doing our thing. And 2022, 40. Oh my God. So I'm an ultrasound tag. You know, and I work with patients who need to have biopsies done, different procedures, cyst aspirations, thyroid biopsies, breast biopsies, you know. And I go for my mammogram, and I have to now go back for additional imaging. I'm like, wait a second, okay, no problem. I know that if you go have to go for ad views, that's not a big deal all the time. Sometimes they see something and they need to zone in on it, you know, compress the breast a little bit more. And okay, no problem. I'll go in and I have two areas of calcifications, but those areas don't look suspicious. But because of my age, it's my first mammogram. Come on, Maisa, we need you to biopsy one of these. Let's biopsy it just to make sure and see what it is. But we don't think it's anything, and neither do I, because I know how to read mammograms, too. Because this is what I do. No problem. 
We set the appointment for the stereotactic biopsy. Lo and behold, oh, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Are you, are you telling me, <clears throat> are you telling me that this is something and I had to come back in and do a biopsy of the second one? Okay, all right, I'm not going to go crazy. Okay, now what is this called? What is this called? This is called lobular carcinoma in situ. LCIS. I've never even heard of this. Not working in my field. I've heard of different types of breast cancer and things like that. Lobular carcinoma in situ. What is that? That's pretty much a precursor to say that you have, uh, you may develop breast cancer. You have a high risk of developing breast cancer. What? Okay, now I gotta find out a breast cancer right in my family. Well, I know nobody in my immediate family on my mother's side we know. Okay, well let let me talk to Graham on my dad's side and find out from Graham. But no, I, I wanna I don't wanna alarm Graham yet because you know she's a little bit older. I don't wanna so let me talk to Auntie. Let me talk to Aunt let me talk to Auntie and see what Auntie say. Auntie said, No, not anybody that I know of, no. Okay. So now they want me to do this BRCA gene test now. BRCA. Now that test is a genetic testing. And that test, is, it shows you if you are in um, the high, that, that uh, what did you call it? The high percentile uh, with your family or genetics. And I was in a very low percentile, less than 10%. So for me, my breast cancer honestly just formed right but we still don't know that it's actually breast cancer yet because we didn't do the lumpectomy yet so we do the lumpectomy we do the lumpectomy the lumpectomy comes back and august 8th 2022 i officially was diagnosed with lobular carcinoma and excuse me (laughs) invasive lobular carcinoma and also i have lobular carcinoma in situ so now they're telling me that my entire breast is infected with this even though i have you know the breast cancer is in this one area but my entire breast has the infection is infected with the lobular carcinoma in situ now i already knew that i was gonna have a double mastectomy because being an ultrasound texting you know learning what i learned and just seeing what i saw dealing with different women dealing with breast cancer and then personally knowing women and seeing the battle in the fight said you know what if I ever was to be diagnosed I'm going to do the double mastectomy let's do it let's snap it out and that's what I did and it was like the everything was happening so fast y'all I mean August 8th I was diagnosed with breast cancer September 27th I had my double mastectomy <laughs> and um I had to do a breast MRI which was super uncomfortable extremely extremely uncomfortable and at that time um I was dehydrated a lot and I realized that I was not really taking care of myself like I should have I thought I was but when I think back on it now I wasn't because I remember going um for my business and they would have to draw blood and we will always have an issue finding my veins and it was because I wasn't hydrated and I was a big person on making sure you drink your water. But I believe now that I think about it at that time, because I was dealing with that, I was kind of neglecting myself, which was not good. Now I'm going to drink a sip of water right now. <laughs> that wasn't good, y'all. And so, you know, I figured 
like, see, you got to do better. And so once I realized that I was super intentional, making sure I drink my water, had my water with my lemon, and okay, now, you wanna, what you're going to do? I see this medical oncologist. All right, now we recommend that you do chemotherapy. Oh, chemo. God, I don't want to do that. All right, I'll do chemo, but I'm not doing no radiation. Let me make that very clear. I'm not doing radiation. Not doing radiation. I'm not doing it. And my oncologist at the time wasn't hearing me because she kept pushing the issue of radiation and I had to keep saying I'm not doing it. She didn't hear me when she offered and to tell me that I needed to do iron infusions and I, I did one. And after that first one, what? I was bleeding blood clots for 10 days, y'all. Hold on a second. And I'm, then I'm being told that they didn't come from that. But it happened two days after I had the infusions. No, I'm not doing this. You know what? I'm going to continue to take my elderberry and my apple cider vinegar. I'm going to continue to take my iron pills. I'm going to continue to take my sea moss. Like, yes, I'm going to continue to do these things. And no, because this is not working for me. This is not working for me. Well, well your iron is not going to increase. I was told my iron is not going to increase. And sure enough, every time I got my blood work done, my iron was at a 7.2. Three weeks later, it was at a 9.4. Another three weeks, it was at a 10.6. 83 out of 12. A month and a half later, it was it's where it's supposed to be. You know, and I was having a lot of issues, a lot of things with pain, you know, bone pain. My toenails hurt, my fingernails hurt, my knees hurt. You know, the joint pain was, it was brutal. The night the night sweats, the hot flashes, I mean, the loss of appetite, uh, the, the, the issues with vision and the dizziness. And I already had issues with talking because ever since I had my accident, I started to have a stutter. So sometimes you guys can hear me pause. I'm pausing because I don't want to stutter. I'm trying to get my thoughts together. So excuse me for that, but I just want you guys to be aware that that's what I do sometimes. You know, so all these things are going on. And I'm not, mm -mm, mm -mm. I need some, I need, I need help. Yes, they give you pre-meds. Yes, you have things that you take prior to your chemotherapy. But those things, honestly, it didn't work for me. It worked the first time. The second time, it did not work. The third time, it did not work at all. I mean, that third round of chemo, it was brutal. That third round, I, I was, uh. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. I remember I couldn't even go to work and I was going to work. I was going to work. I went back to work after my double mastectomy, but I realized I went back to work too too soon because I had to have emergency surgery in December. The first the first Monday in December because two of my stitches burst because my left breast kept getting engorged um with its aroma. And uh, we kept aspirating it, but it just kept happening. And then one morning I woke up, just two of the stitches popped, and I was leaking fluid. We had to go in, the doctor had to do emergency surgery, clean out the area, remove the expander. It was just a mess. You know, so along with dealing with breast cancer, dealing with my doctor was not hearing me, now dealing with this issue with the left breast, I mean, it was a lot, you know, on top of life, life in, you know, but a lot of amazing things were happening. My children were excelling in school, you know, um, and that was keeping me going. That was something that was making me happy and keeping me going.
One thing I will say is that if I hadn't advocated for myself, I would be doing a whole lot of God knows what to my body. You know, we all make choices and we all have a decision to make when you are being diagnosed or when you are diagnosed with this heinous cancer. A lot of times you don't know really what you want to do. A lot of people have no idea what they want to do, especially if you don't really know anyone close to you that has been through it. And you was just looking for a little bit of guidance. And when you go to the doctor, I'm expecting the doctor to lay out everything on the table. Give me every single option that I have and give me the resources to find out this information, not just from the doctor, but also the team, also the nurse navigator. You know, um, they have a whole team of people that help you. But a lot of times, everybody doesn't get that support that they should get. And especially when it's coming from the person that you're dealing with directly. And it's not a good feeling. And I don't want a person that's supposed to be on my team, that's supposed to help me to live, who does not hear anything I say ever, who always disregards my feelings, who always kind of never gives me a flat out answer who never gives me facts you know I can't trust you and you want me to do everything you tell me to do just because you have this behind your name that's not good enough for me and so because I said that wasn't good enough for me or I gave a little bit of pushback oh I was you know uh, treated a little bit poorly and so I decided to no longer do I have this doctor as my medical oncologist. And so it took me a while to finally find one. You know, I made appointments with a few of them. I spoke to a couple over the phone and just, you know how you can feel something isn't right when you speak to them over the phone. Sometimes even looking at a picture, you can feel that this person isn't a good fit for you. Because honestly, for me, that's what it was. And I finally found one. And I was happy because I was actually looking for one, excuse me, looking for an oncologist who looked like me. (laughs) Ain't no shame in that. I was looking for somebody who looked like me and who was a woman as well. And I found one and she was very knowledgeable. I didn't even have to ask her. I I did not even have to ask her certain things because the questions that I had, she was already providing that information. And when I explained my story to her and told her how I was treated, She was shocked, and she knows that doctor, you know. So I'm happy now, and that's all that matters. And, you know, we do have, you know, a treatment plan. However, I have some things that I want to research still, and I explained that to her. I also found me a a holistic doctor, a female, another, another queen, excited about that I had a consultation with her um, about two three two months ago and it was amazing and you know I've been uh pescatarian now since February 
and I'm enjoying it. I'm learning about so many different vegetables. My palate has actually changed, and that's even that happened when I started my weight loss journey back in 2018. Because I cut out certain foods, foods that I didn't like before, I started to really enjoy a lot of different vegetables, a lot of different beans, a lot of different, a lot of different foods. My palate really started to change. Fruits that I didn't like before, I started to love, and so now I'm really enjoying it. And people ask me is it hard and honestly it's not because I'm doing it to save my life I had to cut out certain things I had to stop doing certain things because I'm saving my life you know and I'm okay with that um I'm okay with that and it's just a joy just knowing that I'm not doing any of this in vain that I am working towards healing myself you know as a woman it's just in our DNA to always worry about everybody else, take care of everybody else. And I've done that for a very long time. And I still do it now, but I'm also focusing more on myself. I'm super intentional with focusing more on myself now. And that is what I teach people. That is what I speak about. I'm also a motivational speaker. I'm also an advocate for women's health. I'm also into holistic health and holistic healing. I also help people with that. You know, I love pouring into everybody you know it takes nothing I say this all the time it takes nothing to tell somebody good morning it takes nothing to say how you doing it takes nothing to greet somebody I don't care how bad your day was or how bad your evening was because somebody really has it worse than you do and whatever's going on at that moment don't let that have you bitter for your entire day have that don't allow that to have you negative for the entire day we give so much power to negative things it's no more that no more of giving power to negative things negative things are negative people no we're not giving any more power to negative thoughts none of that make sure you tell yourself that tonight before you go to bed i'm not giving power to any more negative thoughts i'm not giving power to any more negative thoughts (laughs) that's the quote for the week I'm not giving any more power to negative thoughts can you imagine if we really said that all the time how less negative thoughts would come to us because we speak what we want think about how many times you think about something and it happens especially something negative how many times has that happened to you that you in your mind you thinking about something like oh I know this is going to happen you're expecting it to happen and when it happens like see I knew it was going to happen no you really manifested that that's what you did you manifested that now think about if you flip it and now you turn it into something positive now you done manifested everything that you wanted everything that you've been dreaming about really is coming true because you constantly are thinking those positive thoughts and now not only are you thinking the positive thoughts you put an action behind it because you're seeing some of the blessings coming to you like oh I like this oh yes I like how this feels so I need to keep this going I gotta keep this going so that's how we start healing ourselves and working towards a better life and changing our mindset and shifting our mindset shifting our mindset first starts within us and shifting our mindset also first starts with a speaking positivity speaking positivity into ourselves and into others because you can't be trying to um, be, come, be, be over here and working on self but you still being nasty to other people 
No, that's not how it works. You have to live that. You have to walk in that. You have to be purposeful. Okay? You have to be purposeful and be intentional with being positive. Be intentional with being positive. So, you know, that's just a little piece of the last few years of my life. I just wanted to share that with y'all, especially with my first episode, because you you don't know who I am. Like, who is this? Who is this new person on our radio station? Who is this new person on our show? Who is this new person coming up? I don't know this. I don't know who this is. So I have to make sure that I, I give you a little piece of who I am just so you all can continue to listen, continue to share continue to talk about continue to let people know hold on we got to turn in we got to tune into the block 105 radio every wednesday at 2 p.m to listen to wise wednesday because this is young lady up there she's talking some things she's bringing some topics on the forum sometimes that it's not really being talked about a lot so especially you know on my show i'm not going to give away too much but i'm definitely going to be talking about a lot of issues within melanin women alopecia hygiene, sex, lupus, fibromyalgia, bulimia, depression, and anxiety, suicidal thoughts, especially cancer, breast, uterine, ovarian, benefits of having a birth and a death doula, infertility. These are just some of the things I'm going to be talking about dealing with health and our women. But also, we're going to be talking about single parenting, and it takes a village, you know, and why do friends of married or involved couples always have an opinion on what another person is doing in their relationship? You know, also, you know, why are women so quick to scream that they're the mother and the father? Because that's not what we are. We are women, you know, talking about the mistreatment of our hair as melanin women. Why don't we teach our young ladies and ourselves the right way to take care of our hair what happened where did that where did that disconnect come from when we just fry our hair all the time did it come from us trying to look like other people did it come from us being insecure about ourselves did it come from us being you know picked on about our hair as children where did that come from we're going to hit so many topics all the time but I'm so grateful for you all I'm so thankful make sure you tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. to the Block 105 Radio. Make sure that you check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Myisa Wise, at Wise Connection, on TikTok, W-I-S-E-C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N, at M-A-I-S-A-H-W-S-E, on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to email me, you can email me at thewiseconnection at gmail.com. Make sure that you are intentional every single day. Make sure that you look in the mirror and you tell yourself that you are not allowing any negativity to have power over you. Y'all stay blessed and be great. One thing I don't want to forget to tell you all is that you matter. You know, sometimes we forget to tell ourselves or each other that. And I want to make sure that I do not leave this week without saying to you all that you matter. And you know what? You matter first. Not your son, not your daughter, not your husband, not your wife, not your mother, father, grandmother, sister, brother, uncle, goddaughter, godson. 
you matter first. You matter first. And I need all of us to continue to say that because our self-care, the way we treat ourselves, the way we love on ourselves, it's not the way it should be. What I love, though, is how so many people right now are focusing more on self-care not just women men are too men are focusing on themselves our men are saying no i matter and i'm yes i'm gonna go and i'm gonna take me a mental health day and you know what i'm gonna book this vacation and i'm gonna take this vacation by myself no i don't want any company on this trip because they're realizing that they matter ladies are now taking trips by themselves mothers who once were putting themselves on the back burner and never going to get their hair done or never even going to have time and do things without their children they are now doing that they are taking care of self men and women who have not been to the doctor in years are now going to the doctor and getting their checkups people are taking care of their self folks are now going to the spa they're getting their massages they are taking care of self and i love it and i love this for us and i want us to continue to do that and i want to tell you again that you what that you matter the most you better tell yourself that when you wake up tomorrow you better tell yourself that when you're getting in your car you better look in that mirror view and say yo you know you matter And smile when you say it. Feel good about yourself when you say it. Even if it's a horrible day, especially if you're having a horrible day, you absolutely need to say that you matter because people will try to tear you down and when they see that they got to you, they'll keep sticking and they'll keep digging and they'll turn it, okay? And they'll uppercut it. They want to slaughter you. People want to slaughter you. They want to slaughter your joy. Don't allow them to. So once again, you what? You matter and you matter most. You matter the most. And that's what I want to leave with you again. (laughs) I love you all. Y'all stay blessed. And I'll see y'all next time.